This weekend at the box office, theaters all over the country labored to attract audiences, and it worked. Should National Cinema Day become days? We're going over everything that happened at a theater near you on this, the 209th episode of What's in the Box Office. Hello everyone and welcome to What's in the Box Office, your weekly look at movies and the money they make. Each week we sit down and pour over the weekend's box office returns and tell you what we think they mean for the industry at large. I'm your host, Brian. And I'm your host, Noah. And why stop there? How about International Movie Year? Every day. Well, Tickets are $3. I don't See what happens. That. We could, well, we saw what happened this weekend. Uh, the top grossing movie made $6 million. Well, yeah. I mean, that's because tickets out. cost $3. <laughs> no, no. That's because tickets cost $3. I got some stats for you. Okay. But uh, uh, that would cripple <laughs> the grossest of movies. But a lot of people would go. All right. Uh, sorry, I was just looking at the uh, the top grossing movies of last week who have no excuse for why they That's only got correct. $6 million. Uh, all right. So let's get into our top five. I mentioned okay. this on our last episode uh, where I ranked my top five Spielberg movies. Mm-hmm. That the real, uh, the real interesting meat there is in the 6 through 10. You're in 6 through so 10? So I've gone through and done my Spielberg 6 through All 10. Right. I, coming in at number 10, we'll mm-hmm. call it, I, is a movie that I think is almost certainly far too low on this list. But I've only seen once and just didn't only seen once. really land with me in the way that it does with other people when Munich. I saw it. No. Um... Lincoln. No. Close Encounters. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Yeah, Close Encounters I understand to be like more of a top-tier Spielberg than I give it credit for, but okay. I can only rate what I've seen. And when I watched it, I was kind of like, I don't I don't really get it, but mm-hmm. I still like it. I, and so it comes in at number 10. Okay. Uh, number nine is Munich, a movie that I've seen a few times mm-hmm. and uh, really enjoy. Just like great thriller stuff out of Spielberg. I... A just shockingly memorable sex scene. Yeah. Just like an intense close-up on Eric Bana's face for a few minutes. Uh, yeah, you don't, you don't get a lot of like straight dramatic thriller things out of Spielberg. Uh, there's often either like a more, more drama involved or like the levity of like a, a genre action thing. Uh, this movie, this movie's just like tight and tense. Number seven, six, eight. God damn oh it! My. <laughs> it's because I have them ranked five through one, like right. I do every week. But I'm trying to uh, carry it over in my head. Number eight is Catch Me If You Can. Okay. I uh, just incredibly entertaining. Uh, a con man movie. Yeah. Uh, one funny. of the all time great knock knock jokes. Should be more mentioned as a Christmas movie because the ending is takes place around Christmas time. Okay. And it came out around Christmas and it should be more in that conversation. Interesting. I should try to remember to watch it uh, later this year. Maybe we'll pick it for a series. Perhaps. Uh, do you, of course, recall the great knock knock joke in this film? Uh, I mean, I know there is one because you said it, but no, go ahead. Okay. Knock knock. Who's there? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> 
Who does he say that? Who does Hank say that to? I uh, just, I think his, uh, his knock, knock. Does he do yeah, that? He yeah. has an accent there, right? Yeah, yeah, he does. Who, wait, who did you say he does? One of his subordinates? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like people in the car with him. Knock, knock. Who's that? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, whatever he yeah, sounds like. Yeah, it's terrific. Um, number seven, a uh, movie that I th- uh, believe made your top five last week is West Side Story. Yeah. Uh, sure did. Could be uh, could be a little uh, little recency bias. Or no, it was my runner up. It was like I really wanted to get okay. it in there, but right, so it probably just your six. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. West Side Story, just an incredible, an incredible revisiting of that movie. We talked about it a lot on this pod. Uh, We're number seven, right? Yes. All right, so it's got to be Private Ryan. Yeah, Saving Private Ryan is number six. Yeah. The uh, the movie for me that just barely missed out. Yeah. Uh, incredibly good. What is uh, what is there to say? It's one of those it's movies weird. that you've. You've seen a million times, but you kind of forget, like, oh, yeah, yeah, Saving Private Ryan, it's great. Then you watch it again, like, oh, yeah, no, it is it is great. Yeah. Uh, I don't have uh, a thing pulled up, so That's I think your list is exactly what my list would be. So we're getting, <laughs> thank you, we're getting to our actual top five here. Would you like... Well, the issue is that the, the long weekend, you don't have the percentages. Is that correct? Uh, let me double check that. Uh, yeah. That is indeed the issue. So, so we'll go with weekend. per weekend. Pure is pure with pure three day. Groups. Indeed, Friday, Friday Sunday. to Sunday. Uh, your Friday Sunday. Your number one movie. Uh, I was off by a week. Your number one and mine. Top Gun Maverick. Mm-hmm. Uh, made six million dollars in the Friday through Sunday this weekend. That was a twenty-seven point one percent increase from last week, uh, bringing it up to a total of six hundred ninety-nine point three million dollars. So close. Bullet Train stayed at number two with five point seven million. That was yeah. a one point nine percent increase. That's up to eighty six point two million. Spider Man No Way Home is back and more funner than ever. That made five point three million dollars in its re release here. Uh, and Box Office Mojo is considering this a brand new release, so I do not I do have not. <laughs> a larger total gross. It is not a brand new release. Uh, you want the larger total gross? It is uh, eight hundred and ten. Okay. Uh, DC League of Super Pets came in at number four with $5 million, a 21.9% increase. That is up to $80 million altogether. And The Invitation fell from one to five this week with $4.8 million. It's a 28.7% drop. That is up to 13.8 total. Okay, our feature presentation, National Cinema Day. Where theaters all over the country uh, had $3 movie tickets. Um, you know, this was like, this is like, this is a kind of a, theaters, a lot of theaters have like discounted Tuesdays. That's why you kind of see an increase in Tuesday. Not only because no one's going to the movies on Monday because, well, some people are for big movies, but generally for regular during the week movies, Monday is a, a a bit of a drop because people go back to school Tuesday or and school and work. Tuesdays uh, goes up a little bit because it's not Monday anymore. We're used to the work week. We've yeah. gone to work. We've come home. You don't need to brace yourself. And because there's a little bit of a discount in most chains. Um, this weekend, I think it was just national. I don't know where. The, I really should have done a little bit of research. I apologize. But I don't know whose idea this was or where this came from, but I feel like it was probably every theater. Maybe maybe not. Maybe it was just AMC and then Regal was like, yes, we'll do it as well. And that covers, you know, 95% yeah. of theaters. But, um, you know, it's one of those, because the Tuesdays they have discounted, it was like, oh, I don't know if this is going to be, who knows this is happening. 
And then there was like a thing about it on the news. My mom was like, did you hear about this $3 day? And I said, yeah. Uh, and then I started on Thursday looking at showtimes at our local few theaters here. And I was like, wow, it's crowded for movies that, you know, why is Thor crowded at 3.40 on Saturday? That's been out for a month. Uh, and change month and a half, almost two months. That's been out. Jesus, that came out like July sixth. It's yeah, two months actually. Um, Indeed. And and so I was like, okay, well, this could be a thing. Uh, so the grosses don't look huge because tickets were only three dollars. But I have some data. So this is per deadline. I want to credit them because I don't have access to uh, intelligence which they is a, a data firm, entertainment data firm that Deadline has access to. I don't know why I don't, and they do. But One of the great crimes. I guess they do. Um, the three-day figure for Labor Day weekend admissions was $10.5 million. 8 million, on, so 8 million people went to the movies on Saturday. Let's put that into some perspective. So, um, it beats... Labor Day from last year when Shang-Chi opened to 70, I think. Something like that. That sounds right. Maybe 90. No, I'll double it, check. It couldn't be 90. That was that was Black Widow. It was 90. Um, Black Widow might not have been 90. Anywho, last year, the three-day weekend, Noah, 7.8 for the three days. Okay. This Saturday, which is the middle day, so I do that, this... Saturday was eight. That was more than the entirety of last year when Shang-Chi made, and it's three days. Three days was 75. That was three days. It wasn't even the four-day. No, four-day was 94. Okay, see? Isn't that so, like, when that, that's why I say when you're like, let's do this all year round. I'm like, well, they missed out on that kind of change. But, like, it's remarkable how many people responded to this and went. Um uh, you know, the whole idea of this is to encourage people to go to the movies, but also in my mind, because the gr- the money isn't really going to the movies because it's such a low amount of money, as you can see. Yeah. This is to get people comfortable for the movies. And the real reason I think this happened, or I think a key reason that maybe the exhibitors don't really want to talk about, get those peepers on trailers for all the big movies we have coming out. In October and November and December, 8 million people saw the Avatar thing in a theater, saw Black Panther trailer in a theater, saw the Halloween Ends trailer in a theater. Yeah. That's huge. It has their undivided. It's not like a thing they scroll past on Instagram and Twitter. It's not a thing that borders a website they're looking at or a thing they ignore because it's a commercial on TV. They are sitting in their seat watching it happen. Um, it's a terrific marketing tool, and eight million people saw it. So in that, in my mind, that's a huge win um, in general. Plus, all those theaters get those concessions. You, you're going, you're paying three dollars for a ticket. I can afford to spend a little more on concessions this time. Yeah, maybe get popcorn and candy. Here's 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 what I'll propose. Instead, before moving it to a year-round thing, because uh-huh. one day to one year, that is a, that is a big jump. I'll admit. Let's do National Movie Day 2, $5 a ticket, and do it when something substantial is in theaters. Okay. And see what happens then. Like I, opening I, weekend? Yeah. 
I good. I would be very surprised if studio would do that. I mean, like, of course they wouldn't. Okay. Because it would the the risk, the risk of what happens sure. is tough. But I think you know you're comparing it to to the money that uh, Shang Chi made last week last year. Shang Chi was opening that right. weekend. The most interesting thing in theaters right now came out four months ago. And so it's like, yeah, it only it only made six million dollars. That's it's a it's a big it's a big ass to get people very excited about Top Gun Maverick. Do it do it maybe on the second weekend of a Thor type. I you think know, that and it, just see see what see what happens when there's something substantial at stake. These were already pretty packed. Yeah, I, another stat is for the weekend it was ten and a half, right? Mm-hmm. When the Batman came out in March and made hundred and thirty four million dollars, that that weekend saw. 10 million moviegoers. Mm-hmm. So this weekend actually had more moviegoers. So th- shows were probably selling out in most places. And so I, I think this is probably peak of what we can get. I, I you know, if, 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 if everyone came out and, you know, Batman was selling out or close to selling out sure. for that weekend. Um, and this made more than that. Then I think that it's not super, I think that this is probably the peak of what we can do. I think this should be a, a normalized thing in the sense that when we get these kind of runs um, where there's nothing really exciting coming out on a weekend or a movie before, like let's say like um, uh, let's say Easter Sunday opened by itself this year and opened okay. to what it opened to. The weekend after... When that drops, I think that theater owners should go to Universal and say, let's do another thing on this weekend. And people will, you know, get get to your movie. And then maybe then by the third weekend, because so many people saw it on the $3 thing, mm-hmm. they'll recommend it to people. And then you'll get a little bit of help on the third weekend and we'll get a a, a, a more relevant movie. You know, like the invitation... You know, it's not like a huge movie. No one no, knew what it was. It is not. Nobody knew what it was. Um, but let's say, you know, I'm trying to think of any kind of mid-level movie, but there's so fucking few of them out because people are terrified of opening movies right now. Um, the Black Phone. How about that? Yeah, sure. Although that, that 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 made good money, but like, let's say that it opened to just an okay 20. Sure. As opposed to whatever it did, you know. I, I just mean like that's a... That is a that is a normal mid level kind of movie. It is not a not a, no, not no, a bottom I, scrap. I, I understand. Let, let's say okay, Insidious Chapter Three, whenever that came out, made like twenty four million dollars. Sure. Whereas Insidious Chapter Two was one of the all time great breakout sequels. It went from the first one opening to like fifteen to making forty one million dollars for part two. Which mm-hmm. think about that, it's just fucking crazy. Part three didn't have any of the didn't have Patrick Wilson, didn't have Rose Byrne. It was a prequel. Um, about the Lynn Shane's character and made like 23. A good amount. The movie didn't cost a lot, but like lower than the other one. That's one where you call up theater. You're like, listen, you got a product at the top, but horror movies drop quickly. Let's throw a $3 thing and you'll make a little less money, but you'll get more peepers on your movie. And maybe that'll roll over in the next weekend. Um, and just like there are dips. Like, you know, it's so funny that we're thinking like, you know, there are dips, I promise you, but... It was only a few years ago that like this kind of year-round movie-going thing became a thing. Uh-huh. 
you know, before that, it really was, January was a dead zone. Maybe you had one big horror movie. February had a few mild, you know, Daredevil would come out in 2003 and make like 104. And then March was not, April was a dead zone. September was a dead zone. In those, it wasn't year-round blockbusters where we had, you know, Deadpool making... 300 plus in February and then March had Zootopia would make 400 million and April the Jungle Book would this isn't this isn't in the same year but it's just an example Jungle Book makes a billion in April you know September has it October has you know, whatever the fuck huge movie that come out then but like it wasn't always safe to put blockbusters out at those times I feel like we're going to get back to that at some point um so I think this was a huge success. I think it got a lot of eyes on movies coming up and a lot of eyes on movies that, you know, Bullet Train, which I said when it opened to like, what, 23 or something? 20, mm-hmm. what did that open to? 20, uh, 30. When that opened to 30, we were like, yeah, that's good, but like it has all of August to itself. This is the benefit of being the last blockbuster is that you get these small drops. It, it's probably for sure, and it's definitely going to get over $100 million domestic. Um, this is this really helped it. DC League of Super Pets got a huge boost. Thor: Love and Thunder got a huge boost. Where the Crawdads Sing is close is almost certainly going to get over ninety million dollars now. Um, you know, it didn't work with everything. You know, Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul completely bombed this weekend. I'll talk about that in a second. Um, but. It helped a lot of things, and I think that it's it's good for theaters. They get more concession money, and it's good for moviegoers. They get used to going to the movies. They feel more safe, comfortable. I'm sure this got people out who haven't gone to the movies since the pandemic started. I'm sure that happened. Yeah, I think I think more than anything else, this just shows that like people do still want to go to the movies. Yeah. The, the bad numbers we've been seeing recently are not like a fault of the of movies themselves but rather maybe the particular movies being put out or right, perhaps right. the uh, the fact that it's very expensive to go now it's not but like people want to go it's not like that it's only superhero movies that will make money yeah it's that there has to be a movie that people want to see that's like People are more selective now, so the movie has to really... Beast, you know, you, me, and Joe really fucking enjoyed. We thought it was a ton of fun. Yeah, Beast was very good. But it didn't have that buzz of, like, you know, Beast is... You have to see Beast. Like a like a Bridesmaids kind of buzz or something, sure. or a Hangover, where it's like, this is the next thing. Um, so this is really helpful for those kind of mid-tier movies that used to do incredibly well on their own. All right, opening this weekend, uh, Jaws was re-released for the first time in IMAX and in 3D. Uh, it was in eighth place with 3.3 million, um, and for the long day, long day, the uh, oh no, I'm sorry, the Labor Day gross is supposed to be 3.3 million. That's the estimate. It was only in 1,200 theaters, two thousand dollars. Uh, 2,600 per theater. That's on the high end. That's also that's actually the best any movie did this weekend at a theater average. And I mean, that was obviously helped by the fact that it was on premium screens. Every ticket costs more than a normal ticket, but still people went, which is very encouraging and similar to the, uh, to the ET thing where it was like, yeah, people are actually seeing this. So that's, that's lovely. And you should, you should jaws is just incredible. It rules. Uh, honk for Jesus. Save your soul came out. It had decent pedigree. I mean, it's, uh, 
it, it, it premiered at Sunday. It felt like a small movie, which I think was a huge mistake. Uh huh. Because I don't, I don't, I haven't seen it yet, but I don't know if it's like more kind of dramatic than comedic in the sense that it's, it really is like kind of a thing about mega churches and whatever. You know what I mean? It could, it could, I could easily see it being a little heavier sure. than what people, than what the trailers make it out to be. But Jordan Peele executive produced, Daniel Kaluuya produced it. Um, you know, Sterling K. Brown and, and, and Regina King aren't names, but as far as movies go, but they're recognizable. They're people. recognizable stars, and it had a fun premise. I just think that it just felt like a small movie, and they marketed it as such, when this should have been marketed as, like, a big comedy. Like yeah. I really think that Focus Features, which picked it up from Sundance probably, they debuted it in 1,800 theaters, also on Peacock at the same time, which, like, Universal really needs to get off of that, in my opinion, because I'm they're my favorite studio, and, like... Stop it at this point. You're not Disney. And I don't want you to do that anymore. Um, but uh, it just didn't click. And I, I think that Focus was the wrong, you know, studio. It should have just been Universal proper. They should have seen it as this could just play to audiences. But it didn't. 1.7 over the four-day weekend. Uh, terrible. 914 uh, per theater average for an opening weekend. Just terrible. Uh, I hope it's good, though. And if you want to see it, do so, or it's on Peacock. Yeah. I don't know what Nate, Gigi and Nate is. I've seen the posters recently, but it I don't know It seems to be something is. about a monkey or an ape and yeah, a person. Yeah, like a, like a uh, disabled child or something. I, I Perhaps. I think he's in a wheelchair. Okay. I don't know what... I'd, I'd I don't never know heard how of it until it came out. <laughs> I don't know what aspect of, the, of disabled he is, but I think it's a, it's a true story, so I'm guessing he's he's some kind of you know afflic- sure. affliction. Um, I don't know, but, uh, it made a decent per theater average. I mean, not really that decent, but more than honk for Jesus save your soul, which was made by, uh, movie stars. Um, but that made 1.19 also in 1100 theaters, but a thousand dollars per theater. Second weekend, the invitation, as you said, currently has 15, uh, got a big, really nice, the, this whole Saturday thing, the, yeah. the drop is small. Was 28, you said 20, 28. It's great for this kind of movie. This really could have fucking tanked, but uh, it'll get to, it'll get over twenty, maybe get to twenty five if it's lucky. So I don't know. There's a lot of, lot of competition with horror coming up. A lot of competition. Yeah. With I'm really hoping Barbarian can find an audience because I hear it's it's really good and they're showing the trailers with people in a the theater going like ah, and then in the, in the lobby going like it was crazy. So. I'm hoping they can do a bit of word of mouth, and that really surprises us next weekend. I'm I don't a, think it will. I'm a little concerned with uh, how long it was until I had ever heard of Barbarian. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, well, two weeks ago, maybe, I saw that trailer in theaters <sighs> for the first time. Is that the first time you've seen the trailer? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Never never heard of it before that. Yeah, that's the issue is, like, I wonder if the studio didn't know they had a, that this happens sometimes for studio even though they've seen the movie they have no faith it's going to be critically well received or, yeah. or enjoyed and then they do like a test screening and it gets what well, i don't know if that's true because they're test screening they test screen movies early it's how they figure out how to market it and how wide they're going with it yeah but maybe you got poor screenings and then recently like the critical thing has popped and they've been like oh we knew this was like critic you know fans audiences would like it but critics like it. Let's get that out there. But I don't know. I, I hope it does well. Just seek it out if you like horror. 
Uh, and also 3,000 Years for Longing, which bombed last weekend. Uh, ultra-wide 2,400 theaters for a film that had no publicity? No. Did you ever see a trailer for it? Never. You've not seen one piece of footage for this movie? I have not. Do you know what it's about? Uh, I believe that Idris Elba is a genie. Okay. And, and you like movies and like the people involved in this. Yeah. You like Frank Frank Miller. You like George Miller. You yeah. like Tilda. You like Idris. Does not come across here. That's see that's and then they not dropped once, it and like they dropped it in twenty four hundred theaters. I tell you what, I'm in the movies a lot. I've seen I've seen most of the things that have come out. I've certainly seen the things that have come out that would have had a trailer for this behind them. Twenty four hundred theaters. This premiered at Con, um, and then they're dumping it in August. I I really don't understand why they did this at mm-hmm. all, but. You you it's, see you see a few more the- things in theaters than I do. Did you did you ever see a trailer for this in theaters? No, not in theaters. No, I saw a trailer for this on. Did I see a trailer for this in theaters? Uh, hold on. Maybe once, but I that's a soft maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe before something like bodies, bodies, bodies. No, that was too recent. But yeah. something yeah. like that. Point is. That's insanely wide. I've seen more shit for Honk for Jesus and that opened in 600 less theaters. Yeah. Um, all right, in our spotlights, as you said, Spider-Man No Way Home, the super fun Maximum Ultra Edition, whatever the fuck it's called, came in with uh, 6.5 million. As you said, it's up to, uh, as I said, it's up to 810. And one... Point nine billion, still. They also did this overseas, so we'll see if this can creep up. It's not really near any. I'm checking, but I don't think it's near any records. So I think they just did this to. They saw a dead weekend and were like, "Oh, great." Yeah. Yeah, they're. They're thirty-seven million away from Endgame. They're not going to get there. And maybe they just knew about like the lull that their movies were going to be in. Yeah, they're 50 no, they're wait. They're 150 Yeah, they're 138 million away from Infinity War on the worldwide. And they're 90 away from 2 billion. So there's yeah. really nothing here. So yeah, they just saw a lull and they were Yeah, like, just putting just putting a movie back out that they know people like. Yeah, crowd-pleasing movie, go see it. We have our new poster with all the Spider-Men on it. Which everyone loves. Um, all right. And then uh, also I have Nope, which crossed 120. What, what? In 12th place. It's not going to get past 130, but I'll take 120 because, as I said, when it opened, if it can cross 120, we're looking pretty. Yeah, so 120 million. That's a That's lot of a money. nice number for an original horror movie. That's a nice number. You know, Get Out made one. one th- no, get, get Out and Up. Up. Jesus Christ. Us made 175 and Get Out made right around that. So 50 million off isn't crazy. Um, and then, it's got to be said, it finally happened. It ha- it's happening today. Monday. It's happening today. Top Gun Maverick is crossing $700 million today. It is passing Black Panther to be the fifth biggest movie ever in North America. It's the first movie in history, Noah. Yeah. To be number one on Memorial Day, and then Labor Day. 
Well, that seems impossible. And as we all know, Tom Cruise grew up, uh, he became a star when? What decade was he the biggest star? I, uh, the biggest star? Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, the 90s? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And in the 90s, the summer movie season started when? I. Uh, normal summer? June? Memorial Day. Memorial Day. Okay. Yeah, no, not, not the end of June. Memorial Day. Not the end of June. That's when summer starts, like June. Yeah, just like June is the summer. Oh, no. Uh, well, yeah, Memorial Day. It's last weekend okay. of May. Um, that's when the summer movie season typically started until the late 90s when that shifted. Uh, and it, I've, it ends on Labor Day. So it's just amusing that when he became a star, this was the normal time period, and he ruled both weekends this year at age, what, like 76, whatever he is. Um just remarkable. It's going to be over seven hundred million, one point four four billion worldwide. Uh, let me see here. Does he get any further up the worldwide list? Top Gun. Where the fuck is it? Top Gun. Um, is nine million. Nine more million dollars, and he can pass, break through uh, where he'll sit, which is after uh, 11. Nine more million dollars, and he will pass Frozen 2 as the 11th biggest movie worldwide. Okay. Which is where that he will. That seems likely to happen. Yeah, it'll definitely happen, which is where he will stay, because then he'd have to make like 60 more million dollars. Um, I say him because it's just Tom Cruise, I guess, is who I'm talking about. Not the movie. <laughs> just. Tom Cruise will sit at ten, uh, number eleven on the all-time list. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's truly remarkable and uh, nuts. Also, it debuted on uh, digital home video. Oh, it's finally available. Like to last rent. week, you can own it and rent it. And yet, still here it is, it's topping the, top the weekend. <laughs> it's very weird. Um, it's the number, this is according to Paramount, but it's the number one best-selling digital sell-through title ever in the U.S. in its first week of release. It is already among the 20th best-selling digital releases of all time. Wow. So Paramount is making money digitally, and people are still going to theaters. Crazy. Crazy. All right, that's all I got. All right, well, then it's time to play everybody's favorite game. Did it, it make, make more or less than American, American made? made? Now yeah. that it's finally crossed 700, are you picking a new thing after this? I mean, it's as long as Top Gun is still relevant. All right. So uh, once it once it finally starts like falling off, we'll get a new theme. But you should until make, then, here's what, here's my pitch for a game. Yeah. You take a movie that's out. So you say did next next week the game is did it make more or less than Barbarian? <laughs> And each week as Barbarian moves up and passes movies on the okay. list, I have to guess whether it made more or less than those movies as, okay. it, as it makes money. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A little wrinkle. Yeah. I, uh, I, it's a sort of uh, ever-evolving game. Correct. Yeah. I, Go ahead. Be, be, maybe tough with Barbarian, which might not make any money. Well. Put, you, put you guessing whether things made more or less than $8 million. <laughs> I... Anyway, we all know how to play. I name a movie. You tell me whether it made more or less than American Made for now at the box office. For a bonus point, you tell me what year the movie came out. Are you ready to play? Yeah. Your first film, uh, beloved by both you and me, Blockers. Um, American Made made less. 
that was a tricky way to put that, but that is true. Yes. No, uh, not the game. Did no, it you, make more or less? Okay, yes. Sorry. More. <laughs> yes. Blockers okay. made more than American made. Yeah. Uh, and when did it come out? When did oh, it make 2018. More also correct. A strong start for you. Your second film, a movie that you recently watched the trailer for, for some reason. I did. 17 again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Put oh. that one on on purpose, I I'm going to say less. No, 17 again made more. Yeah, I knew it was a American hit, but I thought, I thought it was like a hit that made 55. Matthew know? Perry is He's a big star. A, a big, big star. star. 2000 and... Oh, Jesus. Nine? Nine is right. Matthew Perry's powers did wow, peak. That's the same year as the high school. That was a big year for Zach Efron. Same year, High School oh, yeah, Musical three came out. I so yeah, you've secured your win. Three Michelle points. Trachtenberg in two thousand nine playing a high school student. Buffy sure. came. Buffy ended in like two thousand three. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's tough. A little tough. Uh, your final film, Prisoners. Oh, Prisoners more. Denis, before he became the big more. blockbuster man that he is. More. God, still remember when more, prisoners yes. could make like $70 million? What was the number? $70 million? Something like know. that? It's a... But can you... Oh, wasn't that a wonderful time? It was. When a big cast and a cool looking movie and great reviews just powered an adult thriller R-rated to 70 plus million or some shit. Great. Um, I mean to rewatch that. 2013? That's correct. Yeah. It's a very strong five-point outing for you. Uh, and I would be happy to join you in that rewatch. Because it's a very cool movie. Uh, all right. Come and gone from a theater near you. Are you ready to go back in time? Some would say the best whistle-ending movie in history. Some people who don't like Titanic. Is there a whistle at the end of Titanic? There's a whistle many times in Titanic. Okay. There's a whistle like the, for like Eon Graffon. Going, is there anybody out there? Is anyone can hear me? And Rose, of course, yeah, on her whistle, <laughs> okay, she swims sure. over to a guy and rips the whistle out of his frozen hand. And <laughs> All right, yeah, I, I, I was, I was thinking of like the very end, like her. I mean, it's like the Jack last like heaven. five minutes now. Yeah. <laughs> but it is like the last five minutes. Yeah. So I'm going like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jack turns around on the staircase and everybody just goes, "Ooga." <laughs> The year is 2016. All right. The number of years that have something interesting coming out in week 35 mm-hmm. is like... Is it not none. Memorial Day weekend? No, well, it's Labor Day weekend. Nothing comes out on Labor Day weekend, as it turns out. They should. I don't know why. It's four-day weekend. <laughs> I don't Shang-Chi was like, okay, I'll yeah. just step in here. I, but I did find one. I found a, uh, found a weekend where something interesting did come out. Opened at number one. This is August 26th of 2016. Give me a good start with a clue. All right. Very memorable theater-going experience for you and I. Oh. Oh. Interesting. It's on that list. Interesting. I wonder why. A couple of reasons. Was it Don't Be Afraid of the Dark? Are you afraid of the dark? Close, but no. Are you alone? No. Don't look look under the dark. Uh, don't be. Oh, what is the Guillermo del Toro produced movie? Right? No, oh. I don't think so. The, I'm thinking of the Katie Holmes movie. Is that this? No, no you Katie know what I'm Holmes talking about. Not in this picture. 
We got a sneak preview of that Katie Holmes movie that was pretty decent. Yeah. Uh, Guillermo Toro did produce that, but it's called Something with the Dark. Yeah, yeah. I, was that something happened when we saw that in theaters? No. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I know what you're talking about. But you said I was close with Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. Yeah. Evil Dead. No. Don't be afraid of the dark. Don't be afraid of the dark. More. Maybe maybe the emphasis on afraid Afraid. is not where you want to be putting it. Don't. Don't worry, darling. (laughs) Yes. Just premiered today. Yeah. And we were there and we remember it. (laughs) Florence Pugh. Shunned Olivia Munn when they were giving her standing ovation. She didn't even. She turned her head away. Or if you look at the video, or if you look at the video, just maybe didn't look to her right. I don't know. Or she just went oh so hard. Um, (laughs) You want another story about that? That got like a three four minute standing ovation. (laughs) Movies. Okay. The movie's getting like middling, like fifty. You know, on Metacritic reviews, like eh. Uh, But. The ovation was that long because Florence Pugh, she started to walk away and everyone, the cast just followed her. And so everyone, I guess I didn't see the video, but everyone just was like, okay, like they left. Were we applauding now? Good for her. Um, So it could have gone on for longer. Anyway. No, no reason for that to happen. Those applause. Uh, Movie recently got a sequel. Afraid. Oh. No, there's no way. Dark. Dark Shadows. What we do in the shadows? No more. I don't be. Don't breathe. There it is. Yeah, yeah. The the don't be is very. You're so close with don't be. Yeah, it is a top one. Uh, well, I'll tell the story real quick. It's a fun story. I'll tell the story of the guy, not the scene. Okay. There is a scene in that movie involving uh, uh something dripping. That the theater went crazy and it was great. We all just went, oh my God, and stuff. Anyway, um, we come in. Uh, this is at one theater we go to all the time, right? Yeah. We come in uh, before assigned seats, I guess. Must have been. Yeah. Because otherwise, yeah. Before assigned seats, the, the, we're, we're, we're sitting a few, not in our usual spot. No, we're in like the upper middle. It's a pretty crowded yeah. show. Not, not in our usual spot, but uh, these two old women come in and they, they sit uh, in the second row up the stairs. Right, and they um, and they put their coats down and go out to go get concessions, go to the bathroom, whatever. They leave. This guy comes in. I don't think he had any concessions with him. He comes in. He looks at their coats, picks them up, and moves them over further down the aisle, and sits down on the aisle seat. And we were flabbergasted. It, the gall. And then what does he do, Noah? Starts clipping his toenails. Ooh, does he? <laughs> you remember that little pinch sound we all can think of right now? That clip, clip. We hear that. He finishes. The ladies come back with snacks, the old women. And they walk up and they look at him and they look at their coats and they look and look at their coats. They look at each other and they go, our stuff was here. We were sitting here. And he goes, well, I'm sitting here. Right? And that what he said? Yeah, that's. I think that's right. The specifics of what he said have kind of gotten lost on me it over the years. It was something where he was just like very matter of fact, like, "But I'm sitting here." He did not move. Is and the they end of the story. they leaned past him and picked up their coats and had to go to another seat. And if it was now, I maybe would say something. I don't know why we didn't, but that seems like a a big piece. We really should have said something, but it was crazy. <laughs> I mean, what's he what's he gonna do for us? 
What do you mean for us? I mean, if we tell him, sir, that's dishonorable. Like, yeah, we would shame him, shame that man into moving. I, I we should have at least been like, man, that's not cool. Their stuff was there, and then if he was like, fuck you, we'd probably go, okay. Uh, and like, well, we tried. <laughs> but yes, sir. I feel like you should have said something. Um, anyway, it was nuts. All right, don't breathe. Open to a wonderful 26. Exactly right. 26.4. Legged it out like a fucking champ, too. Made like 80-something. Yeah, got a sequel. He's the hero now. Ooh, not good. Not, good, not a good sequel. No. <laughs> Uh, that was pretty much it. All this this weekend also saw the opening of Mechanic Resurrection, which you may recall. Yeah, with a different actor. Uh, yeah, that seems right. Uh, but that didn't really seem worth. Oh, uh, Mechanic Resurrection. I was thinking the Transporter. Mechanic okay. Resurrection have Jason Statham in it though. It did, right? I. Uh, the Mechanic, the first one, had like Ben Foster in it. Was Ben Foster in a movie with Jason Statham? I'm sure I don't know And anymore. I've never seen it? Mechanic uh, Resurrection does have Statham in it, yes. The first one, it's on the poster, Jason Statham and Ben Foster, and the poster is a gun made out of guns. Nice. I have to watch this movie tonight, because that is insane. Anyway, and Donald Sutherland's in it. That opened to... Four... 7.4? Yeah. I was going to say 8, and I was like, but today it'd make 4, so I'll yeah, get 4. That's true. And that All was right. uh, that was it for that weekend. All right, Noah. Yeah. Recommend a movie. Um, Barbarian's out this coming weekend, yeah? Yeah, I don't know what else is. I'm checking. Yeah. That. I mean, it's it's either that or Jaws. Uh, I'm going to... Jaws. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be the guy that says Jaws, because, you know, that's who knows how long these re-releases last, and Jaws is probably better than Barbarian. And if you haven't seen it in the theater, you should. Jaws is probably Barbarian. I haven't seen Barbarian. Maybe for sure. Maybe it's one of my favorite movies in the world. Can I tell you an ad I heard on a podcast app? Sure. Ooh, that sure meant. Uh, no, I want to get out of here. Um, I can tell you off the mic. If I, you want. I don't. I don't. I mean, I, I answered the question. I, that's yeah, man. Tell tell me the story. Ooh, that's even worse. Um, it was a podcast. It was an app on a podcast, and this guy goes. So I was looking for a movie, right? And I came across this movie called Medieval. And it's got it's about this and it's said rated R for bloody, gory, sadistic violence. And I thought, you had me at bloody and gory. I gotta see this movie. It's about this warrior, and he tells the story of the movie, and he okay. goes, Is there Ben Foster in this? And he says like bloody violence like nine times. <laughs> and I was like, what a fucking play. To, to be like, where do we have to market to these people like action? So what if there just was like a guy who was like, hey, I know I'm just, I'll listen, I'm just a normal dude, but let me just for a second read an ad to you. Or just so, not even read an ad. I don't work for the company. It's like, it was like, it was like, I'm just your friend being like, or no, I'm just a guy doing a testimonial being like, I like bloody action movies. You do too. You know, you're a guy like me. We drink beer. We have dicks. We like action movies. This seems like an action movie. Was this the host of the podcast? No, to just this like was okay. a recorded. All right, it's just some thing. some other man. It was, yes, and it wasn't like the guy being like, you know, this weekend. Yeah, know, yeah medieval. It was, just, it was just it's just like an interview with a dude. You're but like, it was hey, as if some I guy happened to hey, come can across. Can I tell people about this thing I saw? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
fucking so, so, Someone just bought ad space on Comedy Bang Bang to be like, guys. They were like, let's write a script for the people that we're marketing this movie to uh-huh. and just have him tell us why he wants to watch this movie. It's very strange. That's, that is that is incredibly weird. Anyway, I hear Barbarian's good. No reviews have been listed on, uh, on uh, Tomatoes yet, but I do hear it's good. Uh, I'm going to say I saw it today, and I think it's a wonderful little character-driven film that doesn't get made anymore, but Emily the Criminal. Oh, good. It's only going to be playing in, like, very limited showtimes. Uh, so if you can catch it, do it. It's, it's it's a movie they don't make anymore. It's very small and intimate and um, a really fun and uh, uh, an interesting character study. Uh, that's it, Noah. Wrap us up. All right, you can find us at whatsintheboxoffice.com. We are on Twitter at WitBoxOffice. That is also our Instagram handle. I am on Twitter at Noah Drew. I'm at Brian DeSerber, D-S-U-R-B-E-R. Of course, the feed for our podcast can be found anywhere podcasts are found. We are on Stitcher. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Spotify. Uh, for a very limited time only, tickets to listen to our podcast on those platforms, only $3. Yeah, Venmo is $3. It's a, big, it's a big event. It's called National What's in the Box Office Day. <laughs> And, you know, get into it. <laughs> National Wit B.O.D. Wit B.O.D. Wit N. Wit B.O.D. <laughs> Wit Bod. Um, yeah, it's very exciting. Um, please Venmo us $3. Next week, of course, uh, we go up. We, As you all know, we, uh, we record our podcasts in uh, IMAX ratio, so... Yeah, tickets yeah. will be eighteen dollars after that. <laughs> be a, be uh, a very, very limited re-release of first, one of our greatest episodes. Yeah. Our podcast a few weeks first time being released in three D. There'll also be um, price hikes for that, but uh, it's a good time. Of course, if you listen on Tuesdays, discount Tuesdays, you only have to send five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to listen it's on. It's a good Tuesdays. deal for you. Yeah, that's good. Um, that'd be funny if a Patreon worked like that. Paper episode and the prices vary. Yeah, uh, you want really good quality. A little more. All right. Next week, uh, prices are back to normal. Is Barbarian going to open? Who knows? You know, what's going to happen? I hope you, people go see it. Um, this has been What's in the Box Office. I've been your host, Brian. And I've been your host, Noah. We'll see you next week. And until then, if you feel safe, go see a movie.